record. Start broadcast. Shazam, bitches. <clears throat> I think it's on. Are we, are we live? Uh. Yeah, it's live. Hi, fuckers. Uh, we're getting a little better. 307 now. That's a little bit better, right? There we go. Zoom, zoom, zoom. What's happening, fuckers? Everybody can hear us. It's all good. Let's leave it sideways we like that. We are live. We leave it with a gangster lean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the, I don't know, what is it, the fucking ninth weekly one or something? Something Can't like believe. that. We have continued. Motherfucking saga continues. Ladies and gentlemen, this is how you drink coffee, okay? Like a fucking man. See that shit right there? That's what's called a French press. You can get it at Tarbucks. Starbucks? Tar Starbucks? Bucks. For like 20 bucks or something. Or, you know, at Target for like 20 bucks. That's what I was in the middle of saying. Target and Starbucks at the same time. <laughs> you just grind up your coffee. You pour it in this motherfucker. You pour the hot water. You push down the plunger. But bam, you got coffee. Yeah, it's gritty. And it's got like little pieces of stuff in it. But so what, you fucking pussy? Man up. Man up and drink your... Look, I spill all over the floor. Man up and drink your coffee. <clears throat> so how is Australia? Australia is the shit. If you've never been to Australia, it's fucking spectacular. It's beautiful. The people are cool as fuck. It's really bizarre, man. It's way the fuck on the other side of the world. Like, literally on the other side of the world to where it's a 19-hour time difference between Los Angeles and Australia. What's the, what's the weed laws like out there? Is there any? The weed is not very legal there. Yeah. But it's everywhere. Everybody's got weed. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, because I got a text from Mayhem right before we left, because Mayhem got there before us, and he said, yo, this is the exact test, the exact text. Yo, Customs here is a motherfucker. Don't bring any weed to Kangaroo Island. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you know mayhem, that's a that's a mayhem quote right there. Nice. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, a fucking trainer yesterday got killed by an orca. Did you hear about that shit? No. What? You didn't hear about that? Mm -hmm. Killer whale killed a trainer at SeaWorld. Wow. And what, what's amazing to me is how they haven't been killing people up to this point. Could you imagine if whales, killer whales are supposed to be super intelligent. I mean, they're like as intelligent as humans. They're cousins of dolphins. And, and we put them in a fucking fish tank and make them do tricks for mackerels. You know, could you imagine what kind of hell that life is? And this uh, whale had killed uh, a homeless man that snuck into the fucking tank in 1991. And uh, he had also, uh, or it might be a she, I'm not sure. He or she had also, I think it's a he had also uh, almost drowned a trainer. Remember that video where the, the, the killer whale was playing with the person, dunking him under? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And same, wouldn't, that's the same, same whale? Same whale. Wow. Same whale. <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean, it's not like the warning fucking signs weren't there. It's like, you know, you, you know, you hear Mike Tyson punch somebody. You couldn't be shocked? You right. know, it's fucking what Mike happened? Tyson. Like, how do you die? Oh, it's a woman that died. He, uh, he grabbed her by the waist and just fucking ripped her up. In the middle of a live show? Yep, the beginning of a live Where's show. Where's the YouTube videos? Is it out? 
that's a good question. I bet they confiscated everybody's cameras and shit so? as they were leaving. Yeah, but you know, the, the SD cards are so small, you'd think you would learn to shove it up your ass or something. This like guy, <laughs> if he was there for sure, there would be a video of it. One fucking thousand percent. Yeah, as soon as I heard, we need everybody's cameras, SD yeah. card up ass. <laughs> Save to, you Save would have been uploaded to YouTube already. Yeah, that would already yeah. been Bluetooth to Ustream. Yeah, there's no fucking way. I mean... The, the, could you imagine what that must, must have looked like? Ugh. You're you're there, and all of a sudden the killer he grabbed her about the waist and just started smashing her back and forth, just ragdolling her. That's he just crazy. had enough. He just said, "That's it, that's it, motherfuckers." You know, it's really incredible that we think it's cool to do that, and then we go and watch them. You know, it's really like zoos bum me the fuck out. We went to uh, a zoo in. Um, Australia while we were there and there was a cool part of it was the crocodile cage because I don't think that crocodile gives a fuck where it is I think crocodiles are so dumb I mean they seem their minds seem so dead they just lay there with their eyes closed underwater for like hours at a time where they don't have to breathe they don't have to breathe for like an hour so they just lay underwater and just do nothing and just sit there they don't run around and play like when you pass like the monkey cage at a zoo that shit's depressing because they don't want to be there when i was in denver there's a, a zoo in denver and uh, the monkey got in his fucking cage and was howling this horrible howl and it wasn't a big cage this monkey was screaming out like a tortured soul it was like a man in prison you know let me out of here the monkey was just just screaming at the top of his lungs and i was like you know this is not good like, this is not cool to do to them. For what? So people can stare at them? I mean, that shit might have flown in the 1930s, you know, back when there was no zoos. Or back when there's no videos. But we have videos now, man. You don't have to put them in a zoo, you know? But but that's the only time we would ever be able to see most of those animals. That's the only thing that makes me go, well, I see the reason for a zoo. Because I'm not going to Africa and hunting down a white tiger, you know. <laughs> right, but is it worth it for them to, to struggle just so you could stare at them? Yeah, Why? but you, you you don't know. It could also be like, dude, wait, I don't have to hunt my food. There's just a steak here every morning when I wake up. I could sleep. No, you know? no. For like tigers, that Maybe. shit is orgasmic. To chase down an animal, chase it, move it. You ever see a cat, like if you roll a ball or string in front of them? They can't help themselves, man. You should know that. You have cats. Right. Cats can't help it. They live for chasing shit. It's just like, like you know, a guy with a hard dick lives to fuck. Right. You know, it's really the same thing, man. There, it's nature rewards them for being a good predator. And I think, you know, the way same way food tastes good for us and sex feels good for us, they love to kill, man. Nature rewards them with some crazy rush of energy and, and endorphins when they kill something. You know, so you give them a cold plate of meat. Just push an aluminum tray under the fucking cage. That's not the same, man. That's not fun. Guaranteed. You know? But that doesn't... that The killing thing bothers me, but what really bothers me is the fucking amount of room that they have to move around. The well, kangaroo cage LA was Zoo, definitely. Bad, <clears throat> the kangaroo cage was fucked up. Man. Have you ever been to the uh, San Diego Zoo, though? That's a whole... I mean, yeah, that's I was there, I was like, park. man, I would like to be an animal in this cage. <laughs> oh, no, we went down. This serious fucking delay between what we're saying and what we're saying. Is that it? We got it. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, San Diego is the shit. The way they have it is nice. They have a big, giant-ass place. That that makes sense, but that's that's fucking expensive. Yeah. You know? But that's how it should be. The, the, the Places like the L.A. Zoo just shouldn't exist. Yeah. Because that's just wrong. You go to the L.A. Zoo, that's just depressing as fuck. But there is zoos like the Columbus Zoo, where I'm from. It's one of the biggest zoos. Jack Hanna's from it. And it's nice. They, I mean, they have just acres and acres and acres of land. And they... You know, I don't know if they maybe throw out some goats once in a while for the tigers or no, something. No, they don't do they that. They just don't talk about it. You don't think? <laughs> no, they don't do that. They don't ever do that. They do that in Iraq. There's video in Iraq of uh, they let a donkey loose, and this is how they do it every day. And the donkey's just walking around eating, and they open up the gate, and these tigers come running out of the gate and just bitch slap that donkey to the ground and fucking jack them. It's really kind of wild to see, and it's really shocking. These GIs filmed it. When they were in Iraq at the zoo, it's it's shocking to see, but that's really the way they're supposed to eat. Like though, that's how you should do it. If you're gonna feed animals, you're gonna have wild animals. You should have them eat what they normally eat, man. I mean, like, what's with this feeding fucking snakes frozen mice? Give them a fucking mouse, you know? I mean, that's what they're supposed to do. We're we're trying to like enforce our own ideas of of, of morality and predation on fucking monsters. You know, I mean, like, look, a snake is a monster, dude. You know, tigers, that's a monster. Those are all monsters. Yeah, they're, they're natural monsters. They There's a whole natural cycle of things. And to take them out of that, there's a there was a kangaroo cage. That was the most depressing thing because those kangaroos were just sitting there. They didn't do shit. They just laid there. Human beings, though, could be considered monsters. So, like, if, you're, if you put somebody in prison that's a... Mass murderer, we're doing the same thing, you know. We're, it, we should let that mass murderer go out on his way and just murder a shitload of people, you know. What <laughs> kind of dumbass logic is that? Well, I mean, if you're saying like, you know, like a tiger is a tiger or whatever, and like a snake should kill its own prey, and we should, you know, do it what? Well, why? No, we're feeding them killed prey. We right. kill it first. That's what's the most ridiculous thing yeah. is that we kill what they they eat first, so that it's not as brutal for us. Somehow or another, someone else kills it, you buy it killed, then you right. feed it to them. That's ridiculous. Right, yeah. That's not a mass murderer, dude. Mass murderers are just fucked in the head. They're not They're not killing for food as a part of a natural cycle. They're just nuts. Yeah. You know, and then when you get a nutty person, the problem is human consciousness is so more complex, supposedly, than animal consciousness because we have the ability to alter our environment. So you can't have someone whose consciousness is haywire. Because that's, that's what, when you have like serial killers and mass murders, what you have is someone whose consciousness has just gone off the tracks and into the woods and you have just chaos. And if a society is aware of itself, it has to realize that there's certain issues are going to come up when you have crazy people running around killing your family and your friends. So you got to kill them. What you're supposed to do with someone like a mass murderer, if you're absolutely convinced, that's the problem, really. The problem is the court system. The court system's so fucking corrupt, and so many times DAs and prosecutors are just trying to get, uh, they're just kind of trying to get a guilty verdict, and they, they don't give a fuck if someone is guilty or not. There's many, many, many instances where cops have framed guys that were innocent. People have gone to jail for years. It turns out their DNA evidence, they were framed. I mean, that's happened many, many, many. That's the real fucking problem. But if we could be absolutely sure that we knew that somebody was a mass murderer or a rapist, or anyone with no remorse who hurt other people and could hurt someone that you care you got to kill them. Why, why keep them around? There's too many fucking people, you know? I mean, look, it's not like they're not going to die eventually anyway. It's not like if you don't kill them, you know, they're going to fucking cure cancer and live forever. No, they're not going to do anything. They're not, a mass murderer is not going to contribute to society, you know? They're, they're just not. There's no, nothing is going to, nothing good is going to come out of that. 
they should just line them up and like, oh, you need a new liver, bam, you're on death row. row. There should be no like, you know, time period and they're going to electrocute you. They should just shoot you, take all the parts that they could use. They could use your corneas or the, your livers. Yeah, and stuff but like that's that. an interesting topic because there was a thread on the board, a message board on my website uh, where people were talking about organs having a memory. And uh, there, there, right. all these people who have gotten transplants from people, all of a sudden they knew things they couldn't have possibly they had dreams known. dreams of, that, that, of people yeah. they don't even know, but, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard of many things like that, where people all of a sudden had cravings for certain types of foods, and they had no idea that the person... I mean, this is not just one instance. And, see, the thing is about memory, like, we don't know where memory is stored exactly. We don't... I mean, they know an incredible amount more than the average person about the way the human body works much more than people knew a hundred years ago much more than a, you know even a decade ago but they don't know everything there's a lot of questions man first of all with the human body your cells regenerate every seven to ten i think it's seven years so literally every cell in your body changes and becomes a new one like you are, you're a new version of you every seven to ten years. They're, really? Yes, there's they're not the same anymore. So if that's the case, where the fuck are your memories? Because I have memories that are way more than seven years old. You know, so right. where are the memories stored? If you have a completely new cell, I mean, are the memories like transferred back and forth between the cells when the new one is born? Is it born with the same memories? I mean, what? Where's the memory? Where's it stored? We don't fucking know. The other idea is that the memories are stored in the neurons. Well, if that's the case, because the neurons are the only thing that stay, the, the neurons are not, you get, the neurons you get or the neurons you get forever. You don't get new ones. You, they don't regenerate every seven years. But the heart is filled with neurons. You know, the, it's like one, one of the biggest clusters of neurons in the body. It's like right up there with the brain. And I think, you know, people who have had heart transplants, I don't think it's that preposterous that they would have memories. I don't think that's, is that preposterous at all. I think it is. And I think that, that these people that say that they're having dreams and stuff, they probably would have had that same exact dream with or without it. Why would you say that, Brian? They're talking about things they couldn't possibly have known about. People have uh, this little have girl. Have you ever had dreams, dreams This of little girl gave up the exact identity and location of the woman who, of the man who murdered the, the girl who gave her the heart. Do you know that story? No, but it she sounds started, very it sounds far-fetched. It sounds far-fetched, but it doesn't mean it's not See, true. I, there, there's some things that I read that when it, like that that it's kind of like, to me, is seeing UFOs. It's either somebody that wants attention. That's possible. That's just dumb, and they're going, no, I had my arm transplant, and now I could, I'm think, having all these dreams of people I don't know. And, it's, that's you know? <laughs> okay, that's possible. I know, but I know. it's also possible oh, totally, that totally. it's real. It and totally, that's the problem totally, with skepticism. Totally. With skepticism, when it comes to something that we don't understand, that's the problem, is that you, know, you, you run the possibility of excluding something because it seems irrational. But right. the reality is we don't have enough information to decide what's rational and what's irrational. Right. Just the idea that you have memories at all is fucking nuts. You know, the, the idea that you can... How about the idea that you can change people's memories? You know, they say that especially like right after something shocking, if you t start talking to someone and introducing new ideas to them, they'll, 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 they'll re-remember the whole situation. Wow. They'll change the whole way they remember things. Wow. Like... Have you ever thought of something was some way, and then you go back and you watch the video, you're like, God damn, it wasn't like that at all. Like, I had a fucking, I don't trust my memory that much. I trust some things, there's some things that I know that are recorded in there forever for real, and no doubt about it. There's some things, 
because I've made sure that I've kept that memory. Like I've had some pretty intense experiences where I made sure, like I am going to make sure that I record this one. Right. But other ones are a fucking blur, man, you know? There's a lot of them that are blurry. You know, you look back on your, your high school years, like Jesus Christ. It's like a slideshows, and I, I, I barely remember any of it. Do you remember it? Like, it's weird? getting worse and worse. I, I, yeah. I'm actually pretty good with a lot of weird memories, but then I the other day I was trying to think of somebody and that I actually hung out with for three years when I was a kid and don't remember his face at all. Came and put, like, my sister's like, you don't remember him? We hung out all the time. Yeah. Like, I remember him, but I don't remember. No, have any idea what he looks like. Yeah, I've had that happen to me before, for sure. That's fucking weird. It man. is weird. It's so weird. I wonder where where all that shit goes. You Up know? in smoke. Why is it that someone can pull it back though? Like someone will say something and you go, Yes and then all of a sudden, boom, the memory like blossoms in your mind. Like what is that? Is it like you're giving CPR to the memories? It's like they're almost dead. It's, yeah. It's like it's like a branch of the tree was hit. Like a nerve of that memory was hit, and it woke up that that section of memory or whatever. Yeah, something along those lines. I mean, what is that? What the fuck is that? It's my phone. Being attacked by something. What happened? Oh, dude, you got a spider on your face. Look. Oh shit. Wow. That's a daddy long leg. How the fuck did that get on me? <laughs> dude, from the ceiling. Yes. <laughs> your house is a fear factor. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm not on. Um, I'm not on Obi and Anthony this week. It's not this week. They That's made a mistake. Right. I'm there March 26th, not February 26th. It's the Friday, Friday before the UFC next month. I'm uh, in Dallas this weekend. I'm not in New York this weekend. So um, I'm gonna be at the Addison Improv uh, this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with uh, my man Joey Diaz. Brian will be there as well. If we get Brian drunk, we might have to talk him into going on stage. <laughs> uh, Brian is actually a funny comedian. He's done stand-up a couple of times. He did it in uh, Atlanta. He did it... Um, where else did you do it? He did it a couple of places. You know, I was going to try to go up on stage before this week, and just in case if, if I get too drunk and put me <laughs> on stage. But I really, it really hurts me to go back and spend yeah. three hours of my life for like five minutes in front of two people. Yeah, <laughs> the open mic nights, it is a grind, you know, people ask me questions all the time, like, hey, I'm thinking about doing comedy, what's the best advice? I'm like, man, you gotta be willing to put your whole life aside, you gotta be willing to, you gotta be willing to, especially if you have a job during the day, you have a job during the day, man, your nighttime, you now, that's your social life, it's gonna be stand-up comedy, you're right. gonna be going to clubs, and you're gonna be performing, and you have to do it all the time, if you don't do it all the time, you're going to forget all your material. The, whatever comfort you gain on stage will be eroded very quickly. You know, it's a goddamn long-ass grind, man. Yeah, I think if I was younger, I would totally be into it. But it's really hard to be an adult and waste that much time. On it me. is. It is hard. <laughs> you know, I did it. I started out doing stand-up when I was uh, 21. That's when I did it. Right after my 21st birthday. And I was... I had shit going on back then, man. You know, I mean, I was doing things i have you know i had a life sort of but it wasn't like i had a family or right. a mortgage or uh, you know uh, no obligations <laughs> yeah i had no internet back then i had no obligations you know right. so it wasn't it's hard when you have a girlfriend and you have a life and you have a wife and you have children and you have a mortgage fuck man you know when i talk to dudes that are like 40 
and they're thinking about doing comedy. I'm like, you know, okay. That's like saying, I'm thinking about getting into brain surgery, man. What do you think about brain surgery? Not saying that comedy is as hard as brain surgery. Because right. it's, first of all, it's not as, it's not as difficult to remember all the things that you need to remember with brain surgeries, but it's, it is just as difficult in a way because there's no real path. I mean, you could suck as a comedian. You can't suck as a brain surgeon. You're fucking going to jail. So it's obviously a lot more discipline involved in brain surgery because you have to do it correctly, but both are equally difficult to actually fucking do and put anything in this life is difficult. If you're, if you're going to really do it, I mean, just think about it. if you started tomorrow and you wanted to be a computer programmer. You don't know shit about computers. You just, yeah. You're just starting from scratch and you want to be a computer programmer. Fuck. Imagine the fucking work that's involved in that. A lot of reading, though. You know, it's a lot of reading. Nowadays, like, I mean, you, I could pretty much teach myself some programming by right. just looking but at you videos know, online. You so. know how to type. You know right, about right. computers. You know a lot of shit about computers. You know a lot of shit about, about code. You know, to to a person that has no experience whatsoever right. and decides, I want to take on a new career, I want to be a computer programmer, I want to co code for video games. Good fucking luck, man. How about I want to create video game engines? I just, I don't know where, I want to be the next John Carmack. You're fucked, man. Yeah. You're fucked. That shit will take forever. Anything that's worth doing takes fucking forever to get good at. You know, and comedy is no different. Comedy, music is no different. You know, I, I often like look at people playing piano or playing guitar or something like that. And I go, how cool would that be to be able to just fucking jam on the guitar? I wish. But goddamn, that's a lot of fucking time. I've tried to learn that though. It, I, it's it's a it's a coordination thing for me though. For with that, that's something I think you're just born with being able to understand, be able to coordinate each finger a certain way. And, well, it's know. it's also cultivation. It's also if you do things like with your fingers like that early on in life, you know, it becomes much easier as you get older. They say that um, the army now is using, um, they're using Xbox controllers right. for their drones right. because these fucking kids are so, so good. So used to it. Yeah. Right. yeah. And they're encouraging people to play video games. I mean, it's just a matter of time before they start record, uh, recruiting like the, the baddest motherfuckers in video games. Like, yeah, they probably already do. Yeah. I mean, like if you could play like war games with like a keyboard and a mouse, like there's these dudes that play Quake like professionally, those motherfuckers can move that mouse cursor and put it on an object like instantaneously. You know, they know exactly where that cursor is going. They play so much that when they move that mouse, the mouse and a keyboard is way more accurate than that uh, joystick thing. The joystick thing is kind of difficult to manipulate the like the toggles and like exactly where the crosshair goes. But if you have a mouse, you can put a mouse. If you understand like how quick, you know, it all depends on, you know, everybody likes it different. Some people like high sensitivity, some people like low sensitivity. But the bottom line is, once you get used to whatever it is, you move the mouse, that the, the, the cursor goes in a certain directions, they can put it like exactly where they want to instantly. So it's not like when you're in a helicopter and you see the insurgents, you gotta like move the crosshairs and get them in line, we have them in line, we have them in line. No, it's bang! I mean, they could do it so fucking quick. I mean, that would be some crazy shit if you could have drones and have like that guy Fatality, you know what Fatality is? Yeah, yeah. He's like the baddest motherfucking Quake player ever. This dude is just ridiculously accurate with his mouth. And a cool guy too, I met him. Very nice guy. But if you got that guy playing for your army and you had drones with missiles in it from that fucking guy, holy shit. You know? Yeah. That's the future, man. Welcome to the new world. It's pretty crazy how, how video games have exploded from something that used to be like a 
like little ping pongs. Now people have like amazing video games on their phones. Yeah, it's incredible, man. Just look at what you can do with your iPhone. Yeah. Playing, you know, all these different racing games and shit. We we're working on the new UFC uh, uh, fight game. Right. Fuck, it's amazing, man. When you watch some of the graphics and shit, like they dive for knee bars, they get triangles, they throw head kicks and punches, flying knees and shit. You you see all this crazy shit, all these different techniques they can do, just like in real fighting. And it's like it's so close to being like a video that you like an actual UFC fight that you can manipulate. You know, the, the limit is in the controller, I think. What eventually is going to happen is you're going to have a goddamn suit on. You're going to have a fucking suit on. Or you're just going to have this little wire plugged in on your forehead and you're just going to think. That could yeah. happen, but Microsoft is very close to developing the whole system where Nattel. you interact with the game. What's it called? Natel. It comes out, like, uh, I think November, or it might have got pushed Spell back. Spell it? N-A-T-A-L. And it's pretty much just like a camera or something that sits on top of your TV and then... It reads your motions. It reads your motions. Yeah, that's that's incredible because that's going to be fucking cool. Imagine having like a UFC game where you could learn how to fight without actually fighting. (laughs) Yeah, but my problem with that whole thing is... I think maybe if I was a kid, I would have loved it. But when I'm playing a video game, like I don't want to have to be doing this shit. You know, well, you ah. say that. You well, say no, that. No, I'm doing it with Wii right now. Nintendo right. Wii. And yeah, it's but like, Wii yeah. is whack. It's this little thing, and you're playing ping pong, and it sort of moves the way you want it to. I, I did a Wii car game once, and I was like, this is not specific at all. It's, well, not, it's not rewarding. Yeah, but it's something about having to like get up. Like I want to. Oh, you're just, a lazy fuck. No, that's well, what you're trying to say. Well, yeah, if you I was a, a kid, fuck. it might have been better. But like nowadays, I want to play video game. I just want to sit there and right and but, smoke weed. But, I don't but, eat. but that's dependent on the graphics. What if the graphics were like 3D, fucking super dope virtual reality type shit, and you had a virtual gun and you're running down a hallway shooting at all kinds of shit? Like you have a gun in your hand and it reads this yeah. gun. Come on, man, that would be the shit. And the actual running that you take play, like maybe. That would be the shit if you had a fucking warehouse, like a virtual reality warehouse. Like you enter into the door, you put on this helmet, and it's just a flat ass like warehouse. Like laser tag. Yeah, but <laughs> but complete three D virtual reality. You know. Yeah. And if you get close to the walls, like a little light goes on, you are getting close to the wall. That would be. Please cool. turn right. You but, know. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, cool. man. I just I, I I've just gotten to a point where I, I this Nintendo Wii shit just drives me crazy. Like, uh, the I got Wii it. is boring, man. The Wii is like playing pool, but there's no pool cue. Yeah. You're just going like, and there's no feedback. You right. need feedback, man. Like I want to click a button and see a gun go off. You know, I want to click the mouse button and see the rocket, you know, take off. Right. And that this whole moving your arm through the air that's fucking weak. Yeah. That's stupid. There's this, uh, I forget what it was. They just said the other day that in the future that they're going to use like Google Maps and like Street View of Google Maps and you're going to be playing video games of like your street. You're That's going around nuts. into your house. That's gonna, nuts. You know what I mean? You should be able to find out if someone is playing like fucking Doom on your street and blowing right. up your house. Right. You should, and you should be like, yeah. yeah like, like, hey, just want you to know. They should like send you an email. It should be like The Sims where it's like your house is the house in the video game. And so, like, if you try to break into your house, they're trying to break into your house. Never mind. Like, everyone should have their own house in the video game. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. That would be cool, right? But then you would know where everybody everyone lives. Everyone lives. Unless yeah. you killed them. Ooh. <laughs> you killed them in the video game, then they don't have access to you? Is that what it well, for, like, 24 hours or something like that, and you can run away. I'm, I'm kind of shocked that virtual reality kind of hit, like, a... They, they, the technology never really developed the way I thought it was going to. 
Like, you know, you heard about that shit, like, way back in the 80s, and I thought, wow. Like, there was movies based on that. And I was like, I thought, like, wow. That, remember, like, um, well, Cloak sort of. Dagger. I don't remember what movie. Remember Total Recall, where they fucking make you could dream, right? Yeah. That shit's coming. It's a Total Recall. What was the one with the chick with the red hair in... They've already been able to take images and implant them in people's minds. And they've been able to read images from people's minds. Like, read what you're thinking about. Like, you can look at something and the computer, like, there's some sort of sensors that they hook up to your brain. And then it sends the image to a computer. And mm -hmm. it's it can tell what you're fucking looking at. Like, that's nuts, man. Because eventually, I mean, this is in the very rudimentary stages of the technology where they can only t pick out shapes and shit. But eventually, they're going to be able to fucking see what you're seeing. Yeah. That's Fifth nuts. element. Is that what it was? Yeah. She with the red hair. And... Fifth element. Is that the Bruce Willis movie? Yeah, and they had, like, memories. Like, that movie was dope. They plugged, like, memories in your head. That, that, that was, was a... How, how badass was Chris Tucker in that movie? Yeah. Remember he was that crazy alien? Remember Lawnmower Man? That was a good movie, too. That was another nutty movie about a retard that went crazy, right? Right. They put a computer in his brain right. or something. Right? Yeah. Another Stephen King book. Stephen King. Oh, no, it was Strange Days. Was it? Strange Days was another virtual reality something crazy-ass. I think it was Strange Days. Movie. That was an awesome movie. Strange Days. This guy right here just said it. I can't wait for Strange Days to become true. That's what it was. It was Strange was Days. Was it? Yeah. That was the was one. Fifth with Angela Bassett, right? Yeah. She will forever be Tina Turner. Sorry, you're not allowed to do any other movies. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you're, you're Tina Turner. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, this fucking Miss uh, Beverly Hills. Did you hear about this? Yeah. Another one of these beauty pageant chicks came out saying that uh, she doesn't uh, believe that gays should be married. And she you know, she quoted Leviticus in the Old Testament saying that the, uh, you know, the Bible says that it's some stupid quote like, any man who lays down with a man as if, uh, you know, the same way he lays down with a woman, it's an abomination and should be put to death. So she came out and said that gay should be put to death. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Look, she's supporting the Old Testament, which, by the way, I mean, whatever you fucking want to believe about religion, that's all well and good, you know. Who, who knows if God is real? Who knows? I mean, it could be that... You know, the Bible was completely ridiculous because God wants things confusing. Who knows? But it gets to a certain point where you read certain things and you got to go, all right, every, people are full of shit. And there was no internet back then. It's not like, you know, there was a copy of the, the, the Bible on Wikipedia and people kept altering it. But everybody was like, no, nah, that's not what it says. And they went back and changed it. You know, they didn't, the Old Testament, they didn't even write that fucking thing down for like a thousand years. It was just stories. You know, and the idea that those stories, you can't tell, I can't tell a story to him, and he tells it to his girlfriend, and his girlfriend writes it in her blog, and it's the same story. It'll be fucked up, for sure. I can't tell you how many times, like, someone has uh, gone to one of my gigs, and I've said something, and then a guy, uh, like, will quote on Twitter, like, uh, oh, dude, that was so funny last night when you said this about that. I'm like, damn, I didn't say that. <laughs> like, you're saying something fucked up. What I said was a lot nicer. You know, but when when you realize, like, that memories are so fucking, there's no way, there's no way you could be that accurate over a thousand years with people talking about it. And then on top of it, the original, uh, the Old Testament Bible was written in ancient Hebrew. And to this day, they only know three out of four words in ancient Hebrew. 25% of the words, they don't have a clue as to what they mean. Not only that, letters and numbers were the same thing back then. There were no numbers. 
So the letter A was also the number one. So there was like numerical value in words, like the word love and the word God, they have the same numerical value in ancient Hebrew. But as soon as they translated that to Latin and to Greek, that shit was all gone. That shit was all lost. So for this dumb bitch to sit and think that God wants people to put put to death that they're gay, like... This is the... the, the Miss Beverly Hills. Miss Beverly Hills. Uh, this, this is, is a new one, New Miss California. And California's supposed to be so liberal. It ain't Miss Texas. Do you know who Carrie Ann Panchi is, or whatever her name is? She's from Celebrity Rehab. Panish. Panish. She was the yeah. one that had the threesome with the guy from Grey's Anatomy. Anyways, on this show, nice. Celebrity Rehab, she, you just want to strangle her. And I think it's almost with these like pageant people, because I know a couple of these girls that do the pageants and stuff like that. They're fucked up in their head, you know. They've been doing it all their life. These little right. kids are grown up. Do you remember last time? Not last time we went to Dallas, but the time before when there was that little girl pageant right. going on at the hotel. We were staying. yes. You remember that? Yeah, shit? that was scary. As that fuck. was the weirdest fucking thing ever. We're hanging out at the hotel, and there's all these little girls. I mean, little, like six. Yeah, right? yeah. Six years old with high heels and makeup on with their hair done and jewelry and dresses. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here? That shit is an abomination. All right. That is a fucking, that is a travesty. I feel like I was doing something wrong in the elevator because I was in the elevator with two of them. And I looked at her and I'm like. Oh my god! Yeah, you don't want to look at them. Yeah. It's like if they were naked, fingering themselves in front of you. You're like, oh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, something's not right there. Sometimes my daughter will play with her pussy, just out of nowhere. I don't want to say this. It's just true. I mean, you, you would too if you had one. But some the other day, she was lying there and she had her little feet up in the air. She's rocking back and forth, and she just two hands just grabs it, you know. And uh, you know, I don't know what to say. Like, what do you say to that? You go, uh, don't do that. You can't tell her not to do that. It's you know, you don't want to suppress her and get her crazy. Yeah, but you also her. don't want her to be like like in kindergarten going, hey, anybody. They all do it anyway, dude. I got yeah. news for you. They all do it. Don't you remember doing weird shit with kids when you were little? Dude, I played doctor. Me and my friend played doctor with all the girls in our neighborhood. <laughs> and I remember the only time I remember the most, we had three girls lined up, and we were like, okay, we we're going to be putting pencils in your vaginas. Take off oh, the pants. Okay. So we took off other pants and we just went back to each one. Then we pull it out and smell it and go to the Oh, <laughs> dude. What the fuck? But we were all like five. You could give you those know? girls lead poison. I know. They might be retarded now because of you. <laughs> they're all on my Facebook too. So hopefully oh, they're not no. watching going, I you should on your Facebook? Spoke, I thought we supposed to understand. You should ask them all questions. Does anybody remember <laughs> anything about pencils? So do you remember me putting anything? a pencil in your crush? <laughs> but this, this, so this beauty pageant thing that we saw at the hotel, it was dark. I mean, it was really dark because there was all these weirdo fucking religious people with their kids dressed like whores. It made no fucking sense. I mean, no sense. Because they were, they were. It was on. We were there on a Sunday, and they were talking about church. There was all this church talk, and you got your girl dressed as a fucking prostitute. There's a six-year-old dressed as a prostitute, and you're talking about church. They had high-heeled shoes on. I mean, like this high. Which the only reason why shoes have heels like that is so that women's legs look longer, so that guys think about them when they're pushing these long legs back and fucking the shit out of you. That's what that's for. Those that long leg thing. Why? Why do you think? What do you think that's there for? You're sacrificing how you can walk. How about that? Just so that men want to fuck you more than we already do, which is 
Wait, 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 wait. Fuck wait, you wait. a lot. You have sex with a girl that has her shoes on, like high heels? Have you no. ever done that? No. I don't. <laughs> what is up with that, though? That's just <laughs> porno stuff. That's ridiculous. I mean, I'm sure it, somewhere in my life, you know, you someone's not, you know, taking everything off. That's It's possible, but... The, that someone would like that, but the whole—I don't like them in the first place. I, I think hate it's them. I think they're, they're ugly, and it's, I, it's, it seems to me like you're doing something stupid. Right. You know, I, I don't want to be with, like you're—you're you're getting tricked, and you don't need to do it for me. Like you know, like my no. wife always wants to wear these high heels when she leaves the house. Yeah. I'm like, okay, if you want to do that, that's all good. But to me, it seems like you can't walk. Right. right. Like I'd rather walk. you wear tennis shoes. But women <laughs> love them, man. They love shoes. They they love how they look. They love. It's like how dudes love cars. You know how you know, like you see like a '69 Mustang or something like that, and you go, "Whoa!" and you like pull up to it, dude. Look at that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like there's something that men have. Like women can go, "Wow, that's a pretty car," but it's not the same as how a dude looks at a car. Well, for girls, the shoe thing is just. They really fucking love shoes, man. They like makeup and shoes. It looks like they're they opposite sides of the body because they're so ashamed of the middle. It's like, it bleeds. It's gross. Don't look at it. Look at my feet. Yeah. Look at up here. My <laughs> eyes are huge. Look at my lashes. They're unnaturally long. <laughs> yeah, right? It's probably something like that. My legs are so that. long. They're amazing. <laughs> look how long my legs are. And where do they go to? Oh, don't look up there. Don't look at my naughty. Well, the... the, the you know, I mean, that's one thing if you're a woman. You know, if you're a grown woman, that's what you like. And, you know, what the fuck ever. Who gives a shit? You want to go pierce your balls? Go do it. Who gives a shit? But for little kids, that's not that's not cool, man. To have a six-year-old dress like a hooker. No, no. That's just it's fucking, disturbing. It is disturbing. It felt very wrong. You know, and... You know, like that whole John Benet Ramsey case, man. That that shit disturbed. Still don't know the end of that out. case yet. They don't know. We're gonna find out. The mo- the one, dad's still alive, day. I believe. The mom's I dead. They all died. Maybe the know? dad's dead too. It's possible. Anybody know? Twitterverse. Yeah, Twitterverse says not cool, and I agree. You know, high heels are just as much an establishment as a male's tie is. Both are silly. That's true. That's true. Braun Heiser. God damn, these, this Twitter shit goes too fast. Isn't that Braun Heiser. Um, yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. I think ties are completely ridiculous. I didn't even, I, I, I haven't worn a tie in a long, I did a, a documentary recently on DMT and uh, I had to wear a tie because I, I played like a Rod Sterling type narrator. It's a really interesting documentary on DMT. It'll be out uh, sometime this spring, <clears throat> but I had to wear a tie. I had no idea how to tie this fucking thing. I had no idea. The last time I wore a tie was um, my my first album. Grab that thing off the wall real quick. My first album in 1999, you know, just as a goof. One of the things I always said that I love about being a comedian is that you, you don't have to wear a fucking tie. And so just my first CD, for whatever reason, I just thought it would be funny if I wore a tie. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It just looks strange. I had to wear a tie for like 10 years every day. Sucked. Yeah, if you want to like work in business, man, it's like there's an agreement. Like everyone has to know that you are willing to wear something completely ridiculous because you're following by the the, the very obvious rules of behavior. It's going to be really easy to predict what you're doing. That's what people like. Like I'm a gentleman, you know. Like as a gentleman, well, I feel this. I'm a gentleman. We've got a tie on. Hello, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. You know, it's like there's this like. This agreement that you're not going to get too crazy. You're not going to... It's like my Dr. Phil impression. You know, I'm up, bottom of my shoes are shiny. 
they're very slippery. I'm not chasing after anybody. You know, it's like there's something to that. There's something to this this silly outfit that you wear that's uncomfortable. Like if people started doing business and they had like rash guards on, like lycra rash guards on, like they're ready to go do jujitsu and shit. You know, you know, like why why would that be bad? But it is bad. You know, you can't have like board shorts and. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, running shoes on, and you look like you're like ready to fucking pounce on people. That nobody wants that in business. You right. can't have. When you go to business, you have to be dressed uncomfortable. Your button has to be all the way up here. You know, it's fucking ridiculous. You know. And I hate it. Do, 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 do. I remember I used to work at this architect firm for my stepfather, and this was when I was big into acid and stuff like that. So every time I would come to work, I was either hungover. Uh, still tripping on acid, and you know, or something like Damn. that. But it was such a boring job that it was acceptable because all that I had to do is make copies of architect plans. And do stuff you think like that. you ru- you fucked up your brain on acid? Do you think you ever fucked up your brain on it? Um, no, no. I, I think I think if when I was doing it, I, I was. Is, definitely was there any up. point that, like you know you ever heard Howard Stern talk about his acid trip? No. Howard Stern uh, talked about it on the radio, and I guess he did like a giant dose of acid, like way too much. And uh, he was like all fucked up for like a long time. Like he was hearing voices, and it was just like a, like a real psychotic episode. And, um, you know, that's a, a really, that's a thing about psychedelics. Like you got to make sure you don't fuck around and do too much. Like Dennis McKenna had an experience like that too. Dennis McKenna, with who's Terrence McKenna's brother, they're both... Famous uh, psychonauts, psychedelic pioneers in the 70s. They went to uh, Brazil and he took like way too much mushrooms and he lost his mind for like two weeks. Like he couldn't communicate with people, you know. And the last time I did DMT, I was fucking whacked out for like two solid weeks. Not totally, you wouldn't guess if you were talking to me. I was totally normal. I did shows, the shows went great. I, w- I went to work. I did Fear Factor. That went great. Uh, you know, nothing nothing got fucked up in my... But my head was like... I felt very... You know how you feel like your consciousness is like in a foundation? Your mm-hmm. consciousness is like, you know, like... <clears throat> it's like, boom. It's solid. This is me. The morning. You wake up in the morning. Hi, honey. Kiss your girlfriend. Brush your teeth. This is fucking solid. When I did the DMT, my consciousness was like a little tiny raft in a fucked up ocean. It's like, you know, like nothing seemed like I kept having these ideas that cars were going to come launching themselves over the boundaries and hit my car while I was driving. And I'm like, I'm like, why am I thinking this? I'm like, what is this about? And then I realized that what it was, was these, this idea of worrying about possible disasters was my ego's way of regaining ground and letting me know that it has to have a certain amount of uh, real estate in reality and that if you want to do crazy, crazy psychedelics and go into other dimensions and communicate with entities and, and reevaluate you, you know, your whole position in the world and, and humankind's position with each other, that's all well and good, but there's some real shit in the world that the ego has to be there for. And the ego was like sending me a message. Um, dude, what if a fucking car launches itself at you? better be fucking paying attention. Like there was a certain amount of, of where it was such a mind-blowing experience that there was like a wrestling match going on in my head between my ego and between this new information and accepting all this new information from the psychedelic trip and, and incorporating it into the way I look at everyday life, you know? And like, you know, you think about someone who's like a real, like a shaman, you know, they're living in the jungle and they're all at peace in the world. They're not calling people douchebags on the internet. You know, there's a certain amount of enlightenment 
that if you achieve it, it's going to make it very hard for you to function in the regular world. And I think that's one of the most important things about psychedelic trips. Like there's a lot of cripples in the psychedelic world and in the weed world too. There's a lot of people that they're, they're so into these experiences that they can't incorporate it into their everyday life. And they're almost crippled in their everyday life because of it. And no psychedelic experience is worth anything unless you can take what you've learned from it and enhance regular life. Enhance your your communication with people, your relationships with people. You know, enhance the way you look at the world. Enhance your career path. You know, the kind of friends you hang around with. Unless it can enhance you, the reality is, we live in this world for eight hours a day or twelve hours a day or however long you're awake. This world, this shit, this concrete world is real, and you have to manage your way through this. And psychedelic drugs make it very difficult to do that if you want to have a regular job. I think psychedelics, what's, the main thing with psychedelics is it opens up a door. And like, like in the past, like I've been offered DMT, but I won't do it because uh, like when I first did mushrooms, that opened up to a door of things I never thought of or saw before. And it's never going to go away. It didn't damage my head, but now that I know that exists, I know it's there. And so when acid did the same thing... But there's a point where I have to go, okay, is this door, does this door need to be open? Is this anything positive with this door being open? And some drugs are like that for me. Because, like, uh, salvia was the closest to the point where I was like, okay, that is a scary door that I opened up. Because that <laughs> just pretty much made everything seem fake. Like, like right. it was like, this world is fake, everything's fake. And I know that's not true, but it opened up that door where I'm like, okay, that's almost too much of a door. I shouldn't have opened up that door. Right. I'm never right. going to be able to get back that that thought of not knowing that was there i know. think that's pretty we're pretty much saying the same thing yeah, it's yeah. like it may if you can't bring it back and incorporate it into your everyday life and like sometimes you open up these doors you're like the fuck am i gonna do with this right, right. and then your everyday life is just whacked out some you know? people like going back to that that yeah. fake world so much though and that's where it gets fucking scary well you know what i think most of those people their real world is not so hot right you know, and that's one of the reasons why it becomes an escape, you know, and I don't think it should be an escape. I don't think you should ever escape reality. You're, you're here. This is, this is life. You know, there's the life can be a magical, fucking intense, fantastic experience if you manage it correctly. But if you just want to escape all the time, I've got to think that you're probably fucking up in this life. And it's, that's imbalanced, you know, mm -hmm. the people that always want to go and it's like, like the same thing with like video games. Like remember I told you about this dude, there was this dude who used to be the manager at the comedy store that was addicted to uh, EverQuest, just completely addicted. Eight, 10, 12 hours a day, lost everything. Lost his job, lost his life. He just was so pale. You would see him, he was so pale. Looked like he never saw sunlight. Like he would order in food and never leave the fucking house for days. And he came down to the comedy store one night and he goes, it's so weird. I'm so good at making money in my online life and so bad in my real life. <laughs> like he was starting to realize that like he's a fucking loser in this life because he's, he's excited and puts all of his passion and energy into this other life. But that's just really because this other life is a new and exciting thing. You know, a new and artificial thing, and he can control it from his computer without dealing with emotions and dealing with all the, you know, the fears and anxieties that the real world presents. But the reality is, if we live life in a, a computer screen and we were offered the real world 
as a video game, the real world would be so much more fantastic. You know, we just don't think of it as being fantastic because we're so goddamn used to it. You know, if we lived life in a computer, in a computer monitor, and that's how you were when you were born, and then one day someone said, you know, hey, we've developed this new game that allows you to go outside. And you go outside and you actually get laid, and you can go and have a real drink, and you feel it, and you do a real shot of Jack Daniels, and you go, holy shit, this is real, I can't believe it. You know, you go get laid for real, and you drive a car for real, you'd be like, dude, the real world is the fucking shit. You would never want to play video games. The reason why we want to play video games is because it's a world that we can control completely independent from all the 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 like the pros and cons of this this solid world completely independent of the emotions and the insecurities and all the shit that we all experience but we don't like but the reason why we experience insecurities and anxiety and anger these are all like little chemical signals to guide you through towards a, a proper life like what I found in life most importantly more than anything is that the one the way that I'm the most happiest is if I'm putting out positive energy. I'm putting out positive energy to people, to friends, positive energy on stage, positive energy with my writing, my work, with, with anything I'm doing. It's all friendly and positive and happy. And if you do that, you know, you can, you can have a fucking fantastic life. The problem is it's just difficult to do. It's hard to keep your shit together. It's hard not to lose your temper. It's hard not to, you know, be obsessed with something and get sidetracked. And that's what, like, gambling addictions and masturbation addictions and all that shit, that's what that's all about. It's like you're trying to distract yourselves from, from all the pain of being a human, you know? I mean, I think fucking Hunter S. Thompson had a quote like that, like, um, man making himself a beast to to get away from the pain of being a man. I forget exactly what the quote was, but something along those lines. Like we distract the shit of ourselves because the game of life is fucking hard to do, man. Just like a video game is hard to do. You know, you remember like back when I used to play Quake like all the time. I played Quake like hours and hours a day. And you and I played Quake online. We played against each other. And like you can tell the difference between someone who's playing all the time because you, you, you get really good at it. You know, yeah. you know where the rockets are going to go. And I was sticking rail guns up your ass and electric. Yeah, I think you. you won 120 games and I won one. Or yeah, maybe it's not even totally one. not fair. And like, and believe me, there's dudes online that would do that to me, just rape me. Right. Why? Because they had put so much time into this fucking crazy game, they would get good at it. But since you hadn't put time, how frustrating was it? So oh, fucking. Oh, zero fun. So you didn't want to play, zero right? No. You want to shut it off. Yeah. That's exactly the same as life. If you get good at life, the game then it's fun as fuck. It's awesome, you know? If you're Leonardo DiCaprio, life must be the shit. You know what I'm saying? He's starring in movies, driving a Ferrari, Getting banging supermodels. What? what? <laughs> he's got a gigantic fucking mansion. I mean, he's a, he's a movie. It must be so fun for him. But not everybody can be Leonardo DiCaprio. So if you're the fucking garbage man who's, you know, came home and his wife is fucking the, the newspaper guy, you know, that's that's not a fun life. That's a, that's... That's just like a guy who's not good at Quake getting murdered in a game. It's not fun, man. It's like playing pool. If you're good, like I play pool. I love pool. I, play, I get obsessed with it. But I have a friend, my friend Max Eberly. He's a professional. And he's a top professional. I mean, he's capable of winning, when he's in stroke, capable of winning any tournament in the world. I mean, he's really fucking good. And when I play against him, sometimes it's so frustrating. And I play pretty good. Like, for a regular person, I play good. But for, like, a pro, not even fucking close. So when I play Max, it's just getting my ass handed to me. It's just getting fucked. 
The only time uh, it's fun is when we play on a really, really tight table, so occasionally he misses. And then I'm like, oh, I get to shoot. You know, so it, he's much better at that game. You should give him a handicap of some sort then. Well, we, no, we, we just we don't play for anything. And it's good for me. It's good for me because you get used to playing against a guy like that. It's not as fun as playing against a guy who's like your speed, but it's really good for your game because it makes sure that you capitalize on every mistake. Sometimes you'll play a guy who's not as good as you, and you're like, I don't worry about this because uh, if I miss, this guy's going to miss, and I'll have another shot. But with Max, every time you miss, you're like, fuck, I better, you know, I better sit down for a while. <clears throat> Anyway, I believe that um, the Hunter S. quote is actually from Samuel Johnson, an English author. Thank you very much, sir. I thought it was a Hunter Thompson quote. Um, thank you, C.J. McElhinney. It's how, What about words names like Schwarzenegger? How the fuck did that ever get through? Like, what, what culture ran out of sounds people so that they had like, to string together something nutty like that? People that like to write in cursive. Is that it? Like, this is going to be the best cursive writing I've ever seen. Right, right, right. Like manuscripts. They used to write it on, right. on pages. They didn't have right. lines in the paper. They just had paper. Right. And they would write it exactly. <laughs> have you ever heard of the Voynich Manuscript? The no. Voynich, Voynich Manuscript. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Is this uh, ancient manuscript that was uh, found. Uh, it's hundreds, hundreds of years old. And they have no fucking idea what it says. They don't know the language. Oh, really? They don't know anything about it. They don't know if it's just nonsense, if some guy was just practicing Probably. scribble. But it's like really long. Oh, and really? There's, uh, yeah, and there's consistency and how it's written, but they can't decode it. They've had like top encryption experts. And it's like, it's very divided. Like some people believe it's a hoax. And some people believe that it's some fucking lost language. And some people think that it's gloss, like glossolalia, like when someone talks in tongues and that they just went into a fucking trance. Probably just some retard with a pen. No, because it's got really good writing. It's got diagrams in it and really good really good uh, illustrations, rather, and diagrams in huh. it. And it's like, That's it's, weird. Yeah, it's really complicated. You know, and they found that, uh, that temple in Turkey that is uh, 7,000 years older than the pyramids, a very mm -hmm. complex stone temple carved mm -hmm. out of stone and shit. And now they have to like rewrite like human history because like 7,000 years before Egypt is 9,000, 10,000 BC. And 10,000 BC, they were already like had temples and were worshiping shit. And like that throws a monkey wrench clank into the whole gears of, of this, the, the idea of uh, cultural evolution. You know, and there's just been this guy, uh, John Anthony West, John Anthony West, look that up on Google because this guy's fascinating. He's got an awesome DVD series called Magical Egypt. And this guy's obsessed with Egypt. He spent his entire life studying Egypt. And he believes that the Egyptian culture goes back way, way, way before the established timelines. Like the established timelines for Egyptian culture is like 2500 BC. That's when they think like the pyramids were built. And then the culture goes back a little bit before that, but not much. And he thinks it goes back like 35,000 years. He thinks that, that people have been around way, way longer and that there was some big break somewhere along the line, like probably some sort of a natural cataclysmic disaster like a meteor impact or something like that. You know, and it could be, you know, 10,000, 15,000 years ago. Like, they don't know when it was, but they think that there was like a, an advanced culture and then boom, it got fucked up. And then culture rebuilds and society rebuilds. And then what's left is like they're living in this shit that was made thousands and thousands of years ago. And they tried to imitate it and recreate it and they can't. And he believes that that's what it is. Like these, these fucked up pyramids that they have in Egypt, 
it's not that these pyramids were like the first pyramids. He thinks much, much more likely these pyramids were probably like people were like trying to duplicate other shit, duplicate shit that was already there. You know, they believe that that, that was I don't, actually that's not his theory. That's someone else's theory. His theory is um, one of the things is about the Sphinx. They brought in geologists. And the geologists have like documented the erosion on the Sphinx, and they say that it's water erosion. Like thousands of years of rainfall have cut deep fissures in the whole enclosure where the Sphinx is. And the problem with that is the last time there was rainfall in the Nile Valley was like 7,000 or 9,000 BC. So that would mean that the, 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 the pyramids, uh, or the Sphinx rather, would have to be like 7,000 years older than the established timeline. And so, of course, none of the uh, the Egyptologists, like the guys who have been teaching forever that the pyramids and the Sphinx and all that was built about 2,500 BC, they never want, they don't want to accept it. They go, well, where's the evidence for this culture? Like, it's right there, man. There's fucking rainfall for thousands of years have created this. And geologists are universal about that. They, there's no one who's disputing it. The geologists are all saying, he's got hun this guy, Ron Schock, who's a, uh, um, a professor at uh, Boston University, has got over 100 professional uh, uh, professors and geologists to sign off on the fact that this is undoubtedly water erosion, which completely changes the timeline for when the, the, uh, the Sphinx was built. And there's a bunch of that shit going on in, in Egypt. They believe that it's like probably, you know, maybe even 30,000 years old. There's a, a, a mass extinction took place on the earth somewhere around 10,000 years ago. And uh, that's when the uh, woolly mammoths died instantaneously. That's when the saber-toothed tigers died. Noah's Ark. No, that's before then. <laughs> but the, the, the um, like 10,000 years ago, North America, like half of North America was under a mile-high sheet of ice. Like there was an ice age going on. And something killed it and ended it like instantaneously. And they don't know what it was. And it's very, very likely that it was a fucking natural disaster. It's very likely that it was a fucking meteor impact. It's some, whoa, what happened to that guy's arm? You're distracting the shit out of me, son. Don't look at me. Well, don't fucking have a monitor open in front of me. <laughs> Dude's surfing. He's not even paying attention. We do one week podcast. This dude is so addicted to the internet. He can't even talk for one week. I've heard you talk before. You've heard me talk. Well, this is online, dude. There's 675 people that have not heard this story. Don't look at me. Shut up, faggot. Anyway, I think people have been around way longer. I think it's much more likely that... It's just ri ridiculous that people still don't believe in, in in how long this world's been around. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like people that believe the Earth's 10,000 yeah, years old? Yeah, it just drives me crazy. Well, you know, that's a not monster number. More than 50% of America, according to a Gallup poll, which is not the same because um, the, here's the thing about polls you can't say, like, according to a recent poll, 50% of Americans believe this. Because, no, no, according to your recent poll, 50% of Americans who are fucking retarded enough to answer your poll believe in right. that. That's the reality of <laughs> That's it. Ridiculous. Polls are never representative of no. anybody intelligent. Because right. you can't get me to answer a fucking poll. Right. You can't get you. You got shit to do. Don't you have a hobby? Right. You hear somebody calls you, may I have five minutes of your time? No, that's for like old ladies who have no friends. That's what that is. Right. Oh, Most, well, look at this glitter. Yeah. I want Or I'm fucking super baked and I just don't want to hang <laughs> right. up on the person. And I'm like, um, okay, five minutes, okay. You know, I'm trying to be nice. But the reality is polls, polls represent retards. You know, you're, you're, you're a fucking, you're a dullard. You're answering polls, goddammit. The only time I do a poll is if I think I'm going to win something if I answer. 20% of Americans can't find the United States on a globe. Is that true? Joe Beef, 
Don't be lying, Joe, Joe Beef. Beef is lying. Joe Beef, would you make that shit up? Solar flares up in 2012, bro. We're crossing the galactic equator then. You know what? You know, uh, there's a guy, which is it, Richard Tyson? Is that his name? Is it, what is that guy's name? The uh, astronomer. Really, Neil Tyson. Neil Tyson. Very, very intelligent guy, and I, I really like listening to him talk. And one of the things he said about this whole crossing the aquatic, whatever, the, what is it? What is the, the exact, the way this guy, galactic equator, I think that's what this guy said. Um, that, yeah, like we're, we're crossing through the center of the galaxy, like we we're, everything's in line on December 21st, 2012. You know what he says? He says that happens all the time. <laughs> he says he says that like that like line up with the center of the galaxy. That's, that doesn't it doesn't happen then. He says it happens all the time, and nothing happens. So, who knows if he's right or if he's one of those guys that's like super skeptical? But I think what's much more likely is going to happen in 2012 is something technological, something technological, some crazy invention. You know, like I don't think it's be anything. It could be that too. It could be that 2012. What really happens is nothing happens, and then people realize, oh, we have to actually manage this life. We can't just rely on fucking aliens landing. I was more know? scared about 2000, just because that that made sense. Like right. all the computers, planes dropping from the sky. I was scared too. I didn't. Um, I didn't uh, do a gig right. on 2000. I stayed home. I yeah, I thought for sure there was at least going to be something small when 2000. Hit. Isn't it crazy that that's 10 years ago now? Time is just fucking flying by, man. It's crazy fast. It's weird. It almost feels like it's quicker every year. And everybody says that, but what if time really is quicker? What if, like, clocks are moving quicker, too? We just can't really establish it because that wouldn't make sense because what about digital clocks? Well, no, well, they, all, <laughs> they all exist in, in this fucking dimension. Maybe this dimension is moving quicker. Units of time are, you know, almost... I well, think we're forgetting quick. more. So it feels like we're forgetting more of the day. Because we have more information? Yeah. Yeah, maybe, right? Free fried potatoes. Thoughts on the zeitgeist movement. You know what I think about zeitgeist and all that stuff? There's a lot of zeitgeist that's that's poorly researched. Like the stuff that he said about Mithra and, and the, the different, different um, gods and stuff that that are just like Jesus, a lot of that is really poorly researched and incorrect and been proven wrong. There's a, a website that says, uh, I think it's uh, uh, it's common, I don't know, debunking zeitgeist or something like that. I forget what the, uh, what the website is titled, but I mean, the guy just breaks down all the errors that the dude who made the movie made. And it's just, you know, he, he's, he's quoting references and, and showing very clearly that uh, the, the zeitgeist guys have made some big problems, big, big fuck ups. And I think his whole, uh, the, how sure he is that September 11th was was um, designed and that you know the uh, and perpetrated by the U.S. government and that Tower One and Tower Two fell because they were they were detonated. Like you're sure of that, you know? Look, no one's sure of that. That's crazy. You can't say free fall. All this talk of free fall speed and the towers fell at free fall speed. Yeah, they fell pretty fucking fast, but that's what happens when shit falls apart. It falls apart pretty fucking fast, especially shit that's super heavy and gigantic and all that weight is on it and it's all just collapsing. Who the fuck knows what happens when you build a building that way and you fly a fucking giant plane filled with jet fuel into it? The only way to really know, I mean, you can have theories, but the only way to really know is to build another building and fly another jet into it exactly the same way and see what happens. And if it falls down exactly like that one, 
then the argument's pretty much over. And if it doesn't, then you have to go, well, okay, well, what was inside the building? Did it all burn the same? Was, uh, was it exactly constructed the same? You know, and then you got to try it again. I mean, you, you have to fucking have more than two buildings to go on. And everybody's like, buildings have never fallen before. And look, the government does some nasty, evil shit. That is absolutely a fact. But you don't know. You don't know what happened there. And to say that you know is just as bad as people who blindly trust in the U.S. government. The thing, the question that I have a big question about when it comes to September 11th is Tower 7. And if you uh, watch a video online, there's a video of Tower 7 falling. And it falls just like a controlled demolition. I mean, it just goes straight down, whoosh, all at once. And it's, it's really crazy to watch, man. You know, because, like... It, it implodes from the basement down and every level falls apart, including like jets of, of energy, like spraying out of windows like there's blasts. I mean, maybe that could be because it's collapsing. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole floor of air being pushed right. through the window. But the problem is it all falls at the exact same time. And that building wasn't even hit by a plane. It was on fire and it had a hole in it from like debris and stuff. And I could see it falling down. But there was a hole in one corner. And the hole, if it's a hole there and the building's going to collapse, wouldn't it collapse towards the hole? I mean, doesn't that make sense? Maybe. It also makes sense the whole pop, standing on a pop can thing, where if you stand on a pop can and you knock a little bit off the side, it's not you're not falling over, you're going straight down because of the weight. You know, I mean, That's getting, true. it's so heavy. Right. Even if there's a hole on it, it don't, doesn't matter. It's just going straight down. You know? hmm. That's maybe, maybe. I, I think with all that shit, I'm like, yeah, I'm glad there's people that freak out about it and care about it because without them, you know, the government's going to get away with a bunch of shit. But in my opinion, you know, I don't get care. If the government did it, fuck, they did it. You know, I'm still waking up eating my cereal. <laughs> well, you, that is one thing you have to consider. I mean, it's like you, you, you mean, how is this going to help you? How right. is this going to help you in your life? I know. You know if you get obsessed with this. Yeah. Look, too much, too here's, much here's the bottom line. Time. People that think the government wouldn't kill people, and nobody died in Tower 7, supposedly. But the thing, people so think hard that, to believe. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> people think that the government would not kill people. This is all you need to know. For sure, they start wars that don't need to be started. That's 100% fact. For sure, the Gulf of Tonkin incident that got us into the Vietnam War, that was a fake fucking attack on Americans. They faked it. And they faked it and made this big deal about it so that everybody would get fired up and realize we have to go to Vietnam. That's fact. This is history. You know, and the fact that they, they wrote up a thing called Operation Northwoods, the Northwoods document. And the Northwoods document was they were planning attacks on Americans. And they were going to, this is in 1962, and they were going, this is signed by the Joint Chiefs of Staff, by the way, and vetoed by Kennedy. They were going to attack Guantanamo Bay. They were going to lob grenades into, and mortars into Guantanamo Bay and possibly kill American soldiers. They were going to blow up a jetliner and blame it on the Cubans. And they were going to tell Americans, we have to go to war with Cuba. Well, people were going to fucking die in that war, for sure. And people were going to die in a war that Americans didn't want. And so they, they decided to do what's called a false flag and make attacks on Americans and blame it on the Cubans. And that's a fact. They were, they're willing to kill people. And only 3,000 people died in September 11th. For sure, that's a lot of people. I'm not making light of it. But in comparison to how many people have died in Iraq during the fucking war, they're talking about like a million civilians have died in Iraq since the invasion. A million. I mean, that's fucking crazy. Well, look at Haiti. I mean, yeah. millions of people died from that earthquake in Haiti, but the, we didn't have it HD video fucking, you know, seeing it. In front well, that's, of it. Yeah, but we didn't, we're not responsible for that. No, I mean, that's well, I know, I know, I know, but what I think the reason what I'm saying why is that they're willing to kill people. Right, right. I think the reason why we're focused on it though is just because of that. That we all watched it live. Where if you know, 
if we saw these people in Iraq get shot live on TV, it would probably be just as big as 9-11, you know? Well, I don't know about that. You know, I think, uh, I think, well, I think the idea is that it was an attack on American soil. I mean, that's really what, why it was such a big deal. And then, I mean, I remember how everybody got so patriotic after ours. Do you remember after September 11th how everybody had fucking American flags in their car? Remember that weird feeling? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You were in, you were in Ohio back then, right? Right. Did they have them in Ohio? Like oh, that? yeah. It was crazy bad. I, went, I, I left. I went to work one day. I don't even think I was doing Fear Factor at the time. I might have been. But I, I was driving down down uh, the street near my house, and every fucking car had an American flag on it. It was crazy. Yeah. And I was like, this is just weird. This is a weird feeling. It's like like people are bowing up. Like they're ready to just, just go to fucking war. And you don't realize like how warlike this fucking culture really is and, and how sheep-like and how people are just immediately willing to fight. You know, And fight who? The, the people who did it are dead. Like they, it was a suicide attack. So the people that were responsible for the, the deaths of those people are all dead. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless you're one of those crazy motherfuckers that doesn't believe that it was a real plane and then the fucking... And then there's people that believe that, you know, they were piloted by remote control and the planes were empty. And who the fuck knows? Shit happened almost, what, is this 10 it's years? Ten years, 10 years yeah, and nine people years. are still talking about it. Oh, my God. You it's, know? it's so I frustrating. Mean... <laughs> talking to people who claim to know, that's when it's really frustrating. Man, it wasn't a plane that hit the Pentagon. It was a missile. Where's all the people that died in the fucking plane crash then? What, they just, they took them? And why would they say it's a plane? Why would they shoot a missile and say it's a plane? Why were there all the plane parts on the lawn? I mean, come on, man. We talked about this before. This, it's on this? Yeah. The, the plane part? Yeah, I think we actually last week or two weeks ago. What's Fear Factor real? Nothing is real. Depends on how much acid you take. Joe Rogan hates Bruce Springsteen. That is so not true. It's not true? Are you just trying to get attention, motherfucker? No, I don't hate Bruce Springsteen. Born to Run, that's a great fucking song. <laughs> um, Brilliant Disguise, that's a great fucking song. Never I got love, into Bruce Springsteen. Dude, I don't love all Bruce Springsteen, and I'm not going to sit through a fucking three-hour concert of anybody's. Yeah. It would have to be like Richard Pryor would have to come back from the dead. Pink Floyd? Do three, I might sit through three hours of Pink Floyd. No, that, I wouldn't. No. I'd get bored. They don't have three hours of good songs. Sure. But but I love some, some of Bruce Springsteen's songs. No, some of them are the fucking shit. You not there's no one is gonna like. I bought an old uh, Rolling Stone album the other day because it had one song on it that I really liked. I forget what it was, but the rest of the album was dog shit. And that's the Rolling Stones. You know, you think about how many great songs they have. They have a lot of fucking albums. You know, if you go back into some of those older albums and listen to some of those songs that you don't know, ugh, it's just shit. You know, no, not no, nobody puts out something that everybody loves. You know, and if I like. I mean, it's very rare that I like a whole album from a band. You know? Have you ever been to a real orgy, like with more than ten people having sex in the same room? It's like you walked in, you're like, "What the fuck is going on here?" An orgy? Yeah, like a real one. No, I never been to an orgy. Have you? No, I. It just. It seems like we all were these in Tampa. People... Remember, we were in Tampa, Florida. Someone was trying to get us to go to a, a sex club. Right. There was a guy that had a swingers club. That right. happened again with me and Ari in, um, I think it was Nashville. Me and Ari were in Nashville. We had a saint, this driver who drove us to the UFC, drove us to the comedy club, the same driver all week, and then finally he's dropping us off at the airport. And he's like, as he's dropping us off, I was like, well, if you guys are ever back in town, you know, I have a fucking swingers club that I belong oh, to. And no. me and my, I go, what? And he was, I go, he's swingers. Like, who? He goes, yeah, me and my wife, we're swingers. You're swingers. So you let dudes fuck your wife? He's like, well, you know, she lets me and I have to let her. What? Well, we get to choose, though. We have veto power. That's what he said. We got veto power. Like I go, so if some dude you feel like you can't follow him, oh yeah, no, 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 oh, no, 
No big young studs. Like he gets to choose. <laughs> like he wants like old bald fucking you know vacuum salesman banging his wife and shooting his wife's mouth. That would like, be so what? bad. I'm like, do you watch? He goes, no, I don't want to watch. You don't want to watch. You don't want to watch. Your your wife is getting fucking stuffed in another room. How crazy is that bitch? You know, how crazy is she? You know, whenever I hear about chicks that want to fuck like a bunch of different dudes at the same time, like that is, there's something. I mean, look, we're all wired differently. And, you know, I like hot sauce. You like hot sauce? Mm-hmm. You like spicy food? Mm-hmm. I like fucking really spicy food. Like, I'll fuck myself up. I put, like, Dave's Insanity Sauce on, on burritos, and I'm sweating. Pour, sweat is pouring on my face. My tongue is on fire. Now, to most people, they wouldn't like that, but I like that for some weird reason. Maybe some girls just like dicks in everywhere, you know? Maybe they like it. Maybe it's just, like, they're just going crazy. Maybe it's not. But maybe maybe they're broken, you know? Yeah. It I depends on the person. Some of them are for sure fucked up. There was this girl on the Howard Stern show today that got fucked so hard in the ass that it tore a hole in her intestines. Oh! No! <laughs> and she sewed it back up. Oh, and then no. she was talking about how she just the other day had two dicks in her ass. What? I'm like, wouldn't you, once your intestines rip open... Oh my god, who is this girl? Uh, she's uh, in the new uh, Jersey Shore porn. Jersey whore or something like that. It's a new Somebody porn. knows. You guys know. She was on the Howard Stern today. Knows. There's a bunch of you fucking... Perverts, goddammit. You people yeah. know who it is. I forget her name. Teresa or something like that. Or Ter- Whoever was listening to the Stern Show today and uh, heard that. Yeah, Mr. Hands. That sounds just like Mr. Hands. Nah. But that that a regular dick doing that to you, is that's even more impressive. The horse dick, you look at it and you go, how does it not kill you? Yeah. The, the, the most amazing thing about that Mr. Hands thing, if you don't know what Mr. Hands is, it's a guy who got fucked to death by a horse. And there's a video of it online. You can watch the guy getting fucked by the horse. But the amazing thing is... Tara was, Thomas. They did it. Taryn Thomas. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Mighty Hubris, you fucking pervert. But um, the amazing thing about the horse fucking video is that apparently this guy had gotten fucked by a horse a bunch of times and nothing happened. Like, he was okay. Like, how does that even happen? Mr. Hands is year 9-11. Because you talk about that shit every day. You know? <laughs> is, there, is there a point where you're like, man, I do talk about fucking horse fucking no. a lot more than I should. No. No, because it's a bit of my act now. I know, so but now you, it's like p- part of my, my job. You remember the shit, the ba face I used to go behind you and always make the faces yeah. all the time? Well, I found myself doing it on normal faces. So like, it would be my mom and be like, hey, mom, let's take a photo. And then I'd be like, ah. like I'm like, oh, like, I'm doing this all the time now. I have to stop. So that's why I stopped in the ba face because it was like something that was like in my head. If you don't know what the ba stop. face is, and this is a, a thing that went on for literally like five years. Every time I took a picture with someone, like, you know, someone came to a show and they want to take a picture with me, every time Brian was behind them like this. And there's, we have to organize them and put them online. It's on MySpace, but a lot of them are. But yeah, there's, there's a million so more. many of them. There's there's, million more. We're talking about no bullshit, five years worth of shows. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of pictures, all with Brian behind it, making crazy fucking faces. I have a picture of me and David Lee Roth, and you're behind it. Yeah. Kind of fucked up I think face. the last one I did, or the one that made me realize I needed to stop doing it, was when I did to Brock Lesnar, and I was so drunk. And the <laughs> next day, I'm like, I did not do it with Brock Lesnar. How about the one you did with Dane Cook, man? Oh, yeah, and I did Dane Cook. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But no, the Brock Lesnar one, like, I was like, I need to stop. He could have easily kicked my ass right then and there. Oh my god, I, I don't have that picture. You got to send that yeah, to me. I'm going to put this up Holy on Twitter. Holy shit, right that's now awesome. Because send it's it to hilarious. Flickr. Send it to Flickr. I'm going to do it right now because. Wow, I've never seen that photo before. Yeah, I'll put that shit up. On, on, well, I'll put it on Flickr? Okay. 
Uh, do whatever. But I, I can't believe I ball-faced David Lee Roth. Yeah, you did, dude. <laughs> dude, I can't wait to... Uh, well, no, I, I shouldn't say this. But I can't wait to one day where David Lee Roth won't be around, maybe. What? So we can release no that video. So we, no. Or he won't be... A, no. We have this video of us all hanging out with David Lee Roth. Dude, just don't talk, even talk about no, that. No, no, no. I don't, don't mean, even say I don't mean it. die. I mean, like, he doesn't care. Don't even say about it right now. Because right. we, he told us not to talk about it. Oh, all right. I mean, he doesn't want that video coming yeah. out, so the last thing we should do is talk about what's on that video, man. No, no, I was just gonna say we all sat around and talked. Yes. But he, but we, but how right. love bullshit, to... man. You were saying you can't wait till he dies so you can release no, it. No, 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 just so we can sh like no, show it to people because no, it was so no, awesome. No, it was awesome, no. there, right? Yes, it was. It was. It was just cool talking to him. Right. It was basically just David Lee Roth talking about crazy road stories. I mean, it was nothing scandalous. No. It was just. Uh, I mean, it's fucking David Lee Roth, you know. It's just weird hanging out with somebody that you grew up as a kid listening to, buying Dude. his albums at Gold Circle. and Yeah, it's uh, amazing. Hanging out with David Lee Roth was a shit. All right, hold on. I'm, I'm going to choose the photo. I'm going to put that shit online so you guys can see. Shit. But this, this picture of Brian going nutty behind David Lee Roth is just indicative of one of fucking... You probably have you. 